to talk about on the Bridgeport Zone podcast. I'm your host, Carlos Ortega. As I said, we're going to be looking for a new police chief. There's lots of other things to talk about. You know, I got my heater on. I'm going to get it going as soon as we get Mr. Billy Talker, the home of you bars here. said it last week and I'm going to say it this week and I'm going to say it again. They're now going through the process of hiring a police chief. Hopefully they don't cheat to get their way into the top job as the city's top cop. Let's hope not. Let's hope they get this job legitimately applying for it, taking the test, all that stuff. Honestly, that's the way it should be. And I just don't think that people in the city, like the Smithfields family, the Rawls family, who have gone through a whole lot of nonsense from police detectives, they deserve better. The mayor acknowledged that, acknowledged that big time, suspending the two detectives who were investigating the deaths of Lauren Smithfields and Brendan Rawls. It should be addressed. He addressed it. Put them on administrative leave, suspending them. We expect our police officers to be professional, to do their jobs, notifying people of their deaths in a timely fashion. Timely. You know, people deserve that. Families deserve that. Families deserve to know what happened, how it happened, what's the investigation. 
but more importantly, their timing. The untimely passing of a loved one. They deserve that. And as far as I'm concerned, the detectives didn't give them that. And that's the shameful part about it. They didn't give them the chance to say, we're sorry, your mother, your daughter passed away. They had to find out days, weeks later, that's unacceptable. And they got what they deserve. And for the families, not only a blessing, but also something satisfying. The mayor stepped up to the plate, said that the leadership in the police department, when that thing, when you have to tell families of an untimely passing of a loved one or a family member, should be better, unacceptable, and he did what he had to do. So now here's my question. If you're going to hire a police chief, is acting Chief Garcia, where was she when all this went down? She should know. She should know about the investigation. She didn't have to find out about it month later, days before Christmas. She should have known then. And that's why we are in the situation that we're in right now. Not only looking for a new police chief, but now seeing what's happened as far as this situation is concerned. And as I said already, it's unacceptable. And how did it get to the point of unacceptable? It's been like that for years here in the city. It has so been like that for years in the city. Nobody knows how. People want to know how. People want to know why is the city being run like it's a... Things are the way they stand. This is the situation we're in. Where the police chief, now whoever it is, and we're going to get a new police chief, don't know how, they're going to have to go through the hiring process, Let's be honest. My opinion for a police chief in the city, in the city of Bridgeport, you have to hire someone from the outside. Fresh eyes, fresh ears, fresh look at things, fresh a fresh perspective on what needs to be done. Make changes, make wide sweeping changes, and then go from there. You just can't hire within. I'm sorry. Hiring within you know, is nice, but you got to hire a police chief who it could be from another city, could be from another county, could be from another state, but you can't hire somebody within. That's over with. In the past. Keep it in the past. Keep it in the past because that's where it belongs. It belongs in the past. You can't just hire a police chief within to take this job. So what needs to be done? Well, the first thing needs to be done, need to have a wide range of candidates that you like to hire, who you can say, okay, these are my candidates. These are the people that I want to take or apply for this job. You can't just hire people who, or people within the police department and say, okay, you guys have at it. No, hire qualified or look for qualified candidates. That's all. Just look for qualified candidates. It's not that hard. But the state and this city makes it hard. We got to have a study. Here's the thing. If we have a study on what candidates to hire to be the police chief of the city of Bridgeport, we're dumb. We really are. We really are dumb if we have to get a study 
to find out who could be the police chief of the city of Bridgeport. We have to be that dumb to do so. That dumb. I don't think they'll do that. I don't think they will. Don't know with the city of Bridgeport. You really don't. And the way they operate is pretty, you know, how can I say, strange. <laughs> we have to have a city council to approve a $760 million, not million, $1,000 budget to hire people, aides, an attorney to defend the city against lawsuits. Come on. You mean to tell me you can't hire a qualified candidate to be your police chief? You got a problem. And that's a big problem. Big problem. So hopefully they'll hire the candidates quickly. If Rebecca Garcia is a candidate, fine. I hope she would apply for the job, but I don't think she will. I don't know if she will. Let me put it that way. So I just hope for the Smithfields family and the Rawls family. I hope they find some comfort that they're getting support. Plenty of support from the people and citizens of Bridgeport. They're getting it, and they're getting it from other places. I saw Cardi B tweet this um, Lawrence Smith Fields situation, which is an absolute tragedy. Simply unacceptable. So they're getting support. They're getting a lot of people behind them. And hopefully, as Mayor Gannon put it, did some things. Darnell Crossland, the Smithfields family attorney, says it's a step in the right direction, even though he's going to continue to sue his lawsuit against the city of Bridgeport and the police department. That's his prerogative. That's the family's prerogative. Steps in the right direction. Let's hope that we all still show some support for the Lawrence Smith Fields family and the Brenda Rawls family because they are going to need it. More after this.
Did you know that the Bridgeport Holiday Inn will be closing? Oh, it's closed. Did you know that? Well, I heard it was sold. And I don't know when it was sold, who bought it. I know some developer in Shelton bought it. But there's no, no Bridgeport Holiday Inn in downtown Bridgeport. There's been a hotel in Bridgeport since I could remember whether it's downtown or across from the mall, the Sheraton. That was 40 years ago, I think. Yeah. 40 years ago that the Sheraton was in Bridgeport. I mean, I don't understand. I really don't understand why a hotel, there can't be a hotel in Bridgeport. I'm sorry. I heard rumors that there's going to be a Hilton, not Hilton, Hampton Inn in Bridgeport where the um, Steel Point is be nice have some people stay there and so forth but no hotel in bridgeport i mean come on there's got to be a hotel in bridgeport oh wait wait a minute there is a hotel in bridgeport hold on i'm trying to get myself correct here there is a hotel in bridgeport where you can stay the sunshine inn off of reservoir across the street from home depot food bazaar there you go No, that's not, no, come on. No downtown hotel in Bridgeport. Now, the question is, why? What happened? No Holiday Inn. No name hotels are coming to Bridgeport. Nobody to replace it. What happened? From what I read, that the bridge, the hotel, the, the land developers in Shelton, decided to buy it and turn it into housing you know i wish land developers would stop turning things into housing i mean you want to turn it into the housing there's a lot of vacant land out there you can turn some housing into stop buying other things hey we're gonna turn this to housing no don't turn it into housing i'm sorry there was going to be housing at the steel point you know how much they're going to charge rent per month between two and $2,500 a month. 2000 to $2,500 a month. You think people have, on a yearly basis, between twenty-four dollars and $30,000 to pay in rent? Really? We have very little affordable housing in Bridgeport. Very little. And you're going to turn that hotel into affordable housing? Come on, stop, please stop. Bring back our hotel or at least turn the hotel into an actual hotel. Don't turn it into housing. You know, turn it into something that you can actually use. It's not like people don't go to that hotel. You can turn that into something. Don't turn it into what? Housing again? Oh, let's build more housing. Hey, the people who bought this hotel outside of the Holiday Inn, did you ever think that people can't afford your prices in housing in downtown Bridgeport, no less? Come on. Come on. If you're going to buy the place and keep it as a hotel, great. Rebuild it. Redesign it. Do that stuff. Rename it. But 
don't give me this housing nonsense like it's going to be the end all of everything. No, you just give it a little something that the city of Bridgeport could be identified with. Housing? I mean, we don't have enough affordable housing for people to actually live in. Now, okay, let me say that if you go through this thing where you're charging between two and thousand and twenty five hundred dollars a month in rent, you know how much a person has to make an hour to afford that rent? Did you ever think of that? Now, I understand you have to put food on the table yourselves and you have to feed your families too. I get that. Everybody else gets that. But you gotta consider that people also do that too. As Red Fox said one time, we all get up, we all have to wash our ass every single day. And consider this. Who wants to live in your housing at an old hotel? I think people have to do better than that. You know, please, can you do better than that? Housing, it should be affordable housing. Another thing, where's the city on this? Where's the people at the Holiday Inn saying, hey, hold on a second. We didn't exactly, you know, say you can turn this into whatever you want it. You know, where are they at? Where are these people at where they say, come on, hold on a second. Turn our hotel into housing? I'm getting to think that the city makes one of some of the worst decisions. I think the city of Bridgeport, whoever, and I mean whoever makes these decisions, makes some of the worst decisions that money can't buy you can't buy stupid you can't but to sell a hotel and turn it into housing not affordable housing but housing is some of the worst decisions that people have made i mean i don't know what to tell you if you're gonna sell something you better get something back for it right now we give too many tax breaks to people We give too many tax breaks to companies. We give too many tax breaks to corporations. We give tax breaks here, tax breaks there. Our taxes go up because we got to pay for the tax breaks that we gave to other people. We got to give tax breaks to this person. Next thing you know, you got a boot on your car where you haven't paid your taxes on your car. Your house is being repossessed because you didn't pay taxes on that. You got to pay your taxes. You got to pay your taxes. You got to pay your taxes. But what do we get in return? We get shit in return. Shit. That's what we get. Shit. And we take, mention this man's name again, Jimmy Jackson. Shout out to him. We get dry fucked every single day. And I don't know if the city likes it. But I know one thing, if you're going to dry fuck the city out of our taxes, out of our say, you better give us a big bottle of Vaseline. Because sometimes even that bottle of Vaseline you seriously cannot afford. And you seriously don't know how it feels. You don't. And if you do, hey, God bless you. Finally are in the human race. But you're so far behind. I'm going to talk about a lawsuit in the NFL after this.
You know, systemic racism still exists. And in the NFL to this past week, former Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores filed a class action suit against the National Football League, the Denver Broncos, the New York Giants, and the Miami Dolphins, stating that he was given sham interviews for the head coach's position. He has a text message from his former boss, Bill Belichick, stating about that. And what I say to this is this. The NFL does a terrible job, and I'm talking about everybody, owners, commissioner, you have it, on hiring minority coaches, head football coaches. There are only three coaches of color coaching in the NFL today. Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin of the Steelers, Ron Rivera of the Washington football team, who knows what they'll be called in the near future, and Robert Sala of the New York Jets. Take, for instance, the Giants. Brian Flores was supposed to interview for the job. He was supposed to be interviewed, but he was told by Belichick that Brian Dable was going to get the job, even though he was supposed to be interviewed. There are a few other instances that he says that things happened, like the Denver Broncos were an hour late and they were drunk. Don't know about that. So, But the NFL and their practices leads to think that this is, you know, common practice let's tell black or minority coaches hey we'll give you an interview but it's not like that only one african-american coach two coaches of color three out of 32 jobs in the national football league and a little over 70 percent of their employees are are of color african-american i mean that's it's not a coincidence that the NFL have this situation in them. And it's going to be a big problem going forward because you have a lot of candidates out there who want to be head coaches and who want to be good, qualified head coaches. But that's not happening. That is unfortunately not happening. And the reason why it's not happening is because and LeBron James said it. He said it, and it's so, so true. Looking at that, the NFL has a slave mentality. Yeah, we'll pay you all this money. We'll pay you all this bonus money, blah, 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 blah. Shut up and play. You want a head coach who's of color? Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll interview somebody. It can't work that way anymore. It can't because you have an employee driven league where the majority of the employees are black that's what it is where are the black head coaches only one one see why people are just thinking about that there's a reason why lebron james said that that they're operating under a slave mentality just go out there and play just play don't worry about that go go to practice watch the film study all that on Sunday, we need you to play. We need you to win that football game. And they are just about money. And that is why when they addressed the collective bargaining agreement, that the guys would be, hey, wait a minute, address this, address that, address this. 
We're playing on Thursday. You want us to play on Thursday. You're not looking out for our health. You want to give us time where we go to London. Fine. You want us to play an extra game because you want to make money. Wow. Hey, we're sharing all the money with you. So what? So what? It's all about the money with the owners. They don't care about your goddamn bodies. They don't care about your goddamn feelings. They don't care about anything that you goddamn know and well and please is not and is not going to be your best interest. You want black head coaches? You want black general managers? No. That is the mentality of the owners. Always been their mentality. They hid away that the uh, concussions wasn't a real thing. But you led with your heads. You hit people as hard as you can until, hey, concussions is a real thing. We got to take it seriously. And that's why they're not taking hiring black and minority coaches seriously. Nine openings in the National Football League for coaches. Four of them have been filled. All of them white. All of them. They got five more. There's some candidates out there that need to be hired. Will they hire the minority coach? Who knows? One thing I do know is this. If this lawsuit goes through, Brian Flores gets his day in court. The NFL has a problem. And that problem is you have to produce that you are not conducting interviews and searches for head coaches, minority, African-American, and even general managers fairly. They had a rule. It's called the Rooney Rule. Interview coaches who are defensive coordinators, position coaches who are African-American and of color. But the owners say, the general managers, general managers say, we'll hire who we want. And hey, that's fine. Interview the people who you can satisfy the Rooney Rule with. But that's not good enough anymore. It's not. It's not going to cut it. You have to give serious interviews to candidates who want to be coaches, position coaches, coordinators, all that stuff. And if you don't do that, then we're going to have a problem here. And guess what? Brian Flores gave him a problem. And it's going to be a big one. And if the NFL says, hey, we'll settle this out of court, we're not going to say, hey, we don't hire African-American minority coaches. But thing is, this is a class action lawsuit. This is going to be a problem. And the worst thing that the National Football League needs is discovery. They can't have that because who knows what people could come up with when it comes to discovery. And that's going to be a problem for the entire National Football League to deal with. And it's going to be a problem with, how would I say, the owners who have to deal with this every single year. They have openings for head coach or any other position in the NFL. Hey, that's going to wrap up the Bridgeport Zone podcast. You know who's going to take us out? Telly Savalas will take us out on the Bridgeport Zone podcast. Hey, I'll see you next time. Hey, Telly, tell him who loves you, baby. Baby, baby, won't you tell me? Tell me what I want to be.
starts to kick you around And you find yourself flat on the ground But it's a sure one to find There'll be someone to jive you And try to keep bringing you down And for a while you might take that abuse And convince yourself to stay loose Then one day he'll throw you away And say you're good for nobody's use But then I'll come your way Turn your blackest night into day When you're needing it bad Cause I'm not time too bad I'm gonna look at you and I'm gonna say Who loves you, baby? Who loves you, baby? By now you ought to know Who loves you, baby? Well, I can't always let it show Now you really ought to know This is one thing I don't want to blow Baby, baby, won't you tell me Everyone I want to know Baby, baby, won't you tell me Tell me what I want to know You wake up one day feeling ugly Thinking you're 10 or 12 pounds overweight But just know I don't care if there's gray in your hair If there's hair at all, I think that's just great Now this carnival life that we're riding Gives no one the room to start hiding So I don't want to hear that you've turned a deaf ear To my words and started backsliding Cause then I'll come your way Turn your blackest night into day When you're needing it bad Cause I'm not trying too bad I'm gonna look you straight in the eye, baby And I'm gonna say Who loves you, baby? Who loves you, baby? Oh, now you ought to know Who loves you, baby? This is one thing I don't want to blow Baby, baby Won't you tell me Tell me what I want to know Baby, baby Won't you tell me Tell me what I want to know Baby, baby, won't you tell me who loves you, baby? Tell me what I want to know.